Welcome to the Figure Fit Lifestyle Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Nearswicki, international best-selling author of the book, Happy Healthy Fit, founder and owner of Solace Yoga Studio, Solace Yoga School, and Figure Fit, the worldwide online personal training program. I'm a single mom, paleo fit score female champion for 2014, I am a self and soul love expert, entrepreneur at heart, a visionary and a futurist. I'm also a mentor. I am so grateful that you are here. Each week, I'll bring you a special guest or an inspirational tip that will help you break old patterns, find that inner motivation that will help you take action towards creating the life of your dreams. You didn't come here to play small and watch others live amazing lives. No, you are divine, my godly friend. The universe wants to shower you with an amazing life filled with happiness and soulful connections. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Figure Fit Podcast, where we discuss fitness, paleo nutrition, yoga, meditation, spirituality, and other ways to have a happy, peaceful, and abundant life. And here's your host, Liz Nearswicki. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Figure Fit Lifestyle Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, the one and only Liz Nearswicki. You guys, today I'm going to be sharing with you five holistic exercises to help you reduce anxiety. Ugh, yes, anxiety. I was talking the other day in my teacher training at Solace Yoga Studio that, you know, I was, I was, I was kind of uh, frustrated because some of the teachers in training were moving and shuffling during Shavasana. Shavasana is the last pose in the practice. And I, at the end of it, I was like, uh, well, let me, let me back up. Before that, I saw people fidgeting during the poses. And I just made a mention to try and stop fidgeting when you're in the middle of these poses. And um, and then later on, you know, when I was teaching the teacher trainees, I made that same comment. And I said, also, you all have to just sit still and not move during the, the Shavasana because people are distracted by these noises. And we are the ones who have to really provide that container for them to, to drop into a meditation to really, truly be still. It's up to us. It's up to the teacher to provide that space, that container, and to not be the distracting one. Trust me, I've done it. I've had my phone ring in a class before, which is awful. <laughs> not not cool at all. And um, I mean, but it happened. So really, just the other day, I was just talking to them about really the way that our world is, is that people can't even sit still. They just move and fidget all of the time. And it's beyond that. It's in our day everyday lives where we're hyper over focused on so many different things. We've got 18 tabs open in the Google Chrome or the, you know, Safari, and you're doing three projects at once. None of them have your ultra focus because you're spread so thin. And you guys, this is the reason why our society is so anxious and so stressed out because we're overdoing it. And we think that we have to be overdoing it. And we keep pushing this overdue. This, you've got to strive and, and do this and, you know, have this many followers. And that is just so frustrating. 
And you know what? It's setting up these unrealistic expectations that people just cannot, they just can't uphold. And you know, also, I want to say that when you start comparing yourself to other people online who have businesses who are doing well, you're shooting yourself in the foot and giving yourself anxiety because you're not them. And you can only do what you can do. You can only show up as you and how you can show up based on what's already in your world, your family, your businesses, your your um, your health and what you hold valuable to you. So really, it's just we got to eliminate this comparison thing. And that's going to be one way to really eliminate this anxiety. But I will get into that here in a moment. But first, I want to give a quick shout out to our podcast sponsor. And that is Health IQ. We've all heard of insurance discounts for good driving records. But did you know that there is a health conscious company out there that offers special rates to those who are actively engaged in a healthy lifestyle? That's right. A company I totally jive with is Health IQ. They use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people, including runners, cyclists, yogis, strength trainers, and more. To see if you qualify, head over to healthiq.com forward slash figure fit. What they're going to do is take you through a couple of health quizzes to assess your health data and your health IQ. What's cool is that you can also get additional savings by submitting actual data such as race results or even health app data. To get your free quote today, head over to healthiq.com forward slash figure fit or mention promo code figure fit when talking to a health IQ agent. All right, you guys. So how are you? How are you doing? Let's talk about um, anxiety. You guys, there are 40 million adults, one in eight children in the United States alone who are suffering from anxiety. This debilitating condition is often compounded by symptoms of depression and stress, okay? So anxiety is one thing, depression is another, and stress is, is even another, you know? So stress comes on, we get anxious, we get depressed. Most people seek medical doctor attention this can also be complemented with holistic exercises. And really, it can really be eliminated by doing the right types of things. So there's a balance of personal efforts combined with the guidance of even a medical physician that can actually heal you at an accelerated rate. So let's just today talk about five self-care practices that you can add into your daily routine to complement you in your healing and also to help you ease back into your life in a way that's going to really help you in a sustainable way. Because once you add these things in, you're going to keep them. They're going to be a part of your toolbox. All right, guys. So Dr. Elizabeth Hogue, she's a psychiatrist at the Center for Anxiety and Trauma, uh, Traumatic Stress Disorders in Massachusetts General Hospital. And she's also an assistant professor of psychiatry at Harvard Medical School. 
She says that mindfulness meditation goes hand in hand with anxiety treatment. People with anxiety have a problem dealing with these distracting thoughts that have too much power in their mind. She says that they can't distinguish between a problem-solving thought and a nagging or worrying that has no benefit. So the thought of meditation alone can sometimes give people who have you know, PTSD or uh, something similar to that nature, um, they can, it can give them anxiety actually to think about sitting and doing a meditation. Fortunately though, with meditation, there's no right way. And, um, what you can do is just sit and breathe and maybe watch the sky. Sometimes for people, they cannot close their eyes. So you can lay there, you can stand there, you can just get up and sit down, but really just getting to a place where you're still. And this allows this mindfulness around what you're doing. So really in the beginning, start out with no rules. Start where your mind and your body actually feel comfortable and actually feel safe in the environment that you're in. And just get still. That's it. Just get still and be mindful. And just maybe set a timer for about 15 to 20 minutes of doing nothing except shutting off everything, try to stop thinking, think about something beautiful, something neutral. And this is going to really allow the brain waves to calm down. And the goal isn't really to turn off the mind, but it's rather just to begin to take control of it. We want to be able to use our mind as a tool rather than allowing it to control us and the anxiety that we may have. Now, this is going to take a little bit of time in the beginning. And from what I wrote in my book and what Neuroscience of Change talks about is that it takes about eight weeks before your brain really, really starts to get better connected in this space of the prefrontal cortex, keeping your attention in the present moment. So you really want to set up a a really consistent time for yourself to do this because doing it just spotty here and there is really not going to add the benefits that you need. Now, once you do this for a sustainable amount of time, you're going to begin to notice that you have more control over this inner chatter and you're going to be able to stop it. You're going to be able to say, no, I'm not going there. And it is your choice to do that. And I just have to really reaffirm that, you guys. It's only us that can control our mind. Okay, number two. The second thing that can really help with this is positive self-talk. And so once you're mindful of what's going on, it's really about becoming aware of that inner critic, that inner dialogue of what is going on, how you talk to yourself, what you're currently saying, what are the thoughts, how do they feel, And what are the conversations that are going on in your mind that can add to anxiety or add to the stress? You know, a long time ago, when I first started studying The Course in Miracles, I woke up to the fact that I had this internal story going on in my mind one day in the bathroom when I was getting ready. And I stopped. It's like I got out of myself and I stopped and I looked at myself. I was like, oh my gosh. This is what that book is talking about. Like your thoughts are controlling you. And I was in my bathroom getting ready. That's what I should have been thinking about. It's not a situation with other people. And that's exactly what I was doing. So really being aware and being mindful of what your mind is doing all of the time 
is going to help you with your anxiety. It's going to help you with your relationships. It's going to help you with your stress levels, your happiness. And it really is up to us to cultivate this awareness. Now to begin to turn around your self-talk, maybe you find that you have some seriously negative inner chatter. It is so important for you to begin affirming yourself and just get into this habit. Because if you're not in the habit now, then you're in the opposite. And what we have to do is start forming a new habit. So speaking positive affirmations, go look in the mirror and say, name, I love you. You're doing a great job. You know what? So if I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'm going to be Elizabeth, you're doing a great job. Uh, I love you. I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job with this project. You know, you could do this and it's going to really help you feel good today. Um, Go work out. That always helps you feel really, really good. I'm so proud of you when you work out. And so talk to yourself like you're going to talk to someone that you're trying to encourage. We have to do this to our own selves because if we don't, then the opposite is usually likely to occur because we're The brain has about four different states it's naturally uh, operating in, which is comparison, um, complaining, time traveling, or building up a sense of self. So if you're building up a sense of self, you sure do want to make sure that you are building up the right type of self, somebody that you're proud of, somebody that you have confidence in, and that is all up to you. The subconscious mind is so powerful. In fact, you're going to hear me say that it's God. It's God, because what you believe about yourself, you create in your life. Um, It's been a recording, it's been recording your experiences throughout your entire life. And it's definitely going to take some time to reprogram some beliefs that you have, especially if you find that you're negative, that you have some negative inner chatter. All right, so be patient with yourself. And just write some stuff down on a post-it note, stick it on your bathroom mirror, put it on your phone and start affirming yourself on a regular basis, multiple times per day, maybe even every hour on the hour you set a timer that goes off so that you begin to affirm yourself. I'm going to be real with you. I do that often is set an hourly timer to see where my mind is. What's going on with me? Where am I at? I have to be at the top of my game. I've got so much going on. And if I'm allowing myself to wallow in feelings or uh, something that's going on with a relationship or an employee or uh, my computer not working or something like that, I got to get my mind back to back to balance, back to me, back to my home. And that is so important for us. So you guys, all right, step number three. Uh, How many conversations have you had via text that just went sour because the meaning was misconstrued? Face to face is where it's at. That this face to face is going to decrease any sort of miscommunication that is happening. So with email, with texting, even phone conversations sometimes can um, go wrong. And so face-to-face is really important. Second would be phone. This is a time of email, of texting, and phone calls at the least. I mean, at the, the very latest, you know, it's the last thing people are doing. So really choosing to be more aware of this and try to schedule face-to-face time with people if you can. And if you can't do that, 
then pick up the phone or schedule a call with them. There's, oh gosh, there's nothing to me more frustrating than when you're trying to get somebody on the phone that you're working with and they're, all they want to do is email or text you. It's like, oh God, no. Listen, I like to communicate <laughs> like with actual words and feelings and emotions and, and dialect. And, you know, this is part of our hard wiring and how we formed our brains, not via text. So it's important to connect, really connect in these ways. Okay, and for those of you who suffer from anxiety in social circumstances, what's really important is to begin to build awareness about what's going on in your mind and the stories that you're telling yourself. And once you do this, you're going to be able to go out into the world and not worry so much about what is going on, what people think, because you're going to know that's your own story. It's your own internal dialogue. And all you got to do is show up and really show up and, and believe in yourself and show up. And then as you show up, you're going to see that this can actually help you with how you feel because you're going to learn that a lot of the stories that you did tell yourself are totally wrong. According to a 2015 article in Frontiers in Human Neuroscience, practicing yoga regularly leads to more gray matter, brain cells, in certain brain areas, and that regular practice of yoga can have neuroprotective effects against a whole brain age-related gray matter decline. On top of that, according to a 2016 study in the Journal of Clinical Hypertension, practicing yoga two to three times per week for three months resulted in a significant drop in systolic blood pressure. Now, the systolic blood pressure, now for those of you who are a little bit unsure about systolic blood pressure and what that is, that's the top number. And when this top number drops by two millimeters, this cuts the risk of dying from heart disease by 7% and the risk of stroke death by 10%. So add in yoga. You guys, obviously, you're hearing it from the mouth of somebody who owns and operates and teaches yoga, has a yoga school. I know the benefits of this, but there are too many people out there in the world who are not practicing yoga. Now, for all of you health-conscious people out there, I want to call your attention to this company called Health IQ because they can save all of you who are active and running, cycling, spinning, yoga, they can save you up to 33% on your life insurance premiums. And this is simply done by a series of questions that they ask you when you go to fill out a free quote. Now, if you would like to get your quote today, what I want you to do is just head over to healthiq.com forward slash figure fit. Now to see if you qualify for these lower discounts, all you have to do is qualify by taking a health IQ quiz. These are lifestyle quizzes like cycle IQ or running IQ, and this helps them to determine based on data and your health knowledge of different things that are applicable to you as a new customer looking for life insurance. And if you qualify, then you can save up to 33% off standard life insurance rates. So you guys learn more and get a free quote today at healthiq.com forward slash figure fit. All right, you guys, so now number four, focusing on the present moment. This is so key, so important, so powerful. The past and the future create the most suffering. So 
There's a quote that says, if you're living in the past, if you're depressed, you're living in the past. And if you're anxious, you're living in the future. So the mind has such a difficult time being right where it is. The future is unknown, but we continuously create outcomes and ideas with our mind. And when we are in the now, right now, in this moment in time, everything is okay. We realize that everything is okay. We are okay. And we can begin to enjoy life in this moment of time. So if you're new to living in the present moment, or you have a difficult st- difficult time staying in the present moment, make it a daily ritual to spend 10 minutes just being present in the space that you're in, just sitting there being aware of everything that is going on around you. You can see what's going on around you. You can notice how your skin feels. You can notice your body, your breath, the environment, the air, the sounds in the air. Maybe the heater's going. Maybe there's a fan. Maybe there's a noise outside. And what you begin to do is just cultivate these portions of the brain that hold your attention in the present moment. And the more you do this, the stronger you get being able to be present. All right. With practice, you guys, this technique becomes a really quick tool in stressful situations because before you react from fear or stress, you can then begin to learn to remind yourself that the present moment is all that exists. And in this very moment, in this time, all is well and you're okay. That's all you got to do is bring yourself to the present moment and continue to remind yourself of what's going on right now, right here and right now. And finally, the last thing is those darn pesky triggers that get us, that trigger us into fight or flight. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm sure that you do. The fight or flight response is part of our human makeup for our survival. And when we are in a life-threatening situation, this response immediately takes over. But the problem is, most of the time, we do not need to activate this response. All right? So knowing that you don't have a chance like fighting a bear or something like that, then of course you want this system to activate. But in the moment when it's with somebody that maybe you love or um, maybe it's a child or maybe it's your, your partner, a loved one or a coworker or even a boss and they trigger something in you, you want to make sure that you're aware of what's going on inside of you. So psychologically, Um, What happens is when you are triggered, this causes a surge of adrenaline, which over time can damage the heart and increase blood pressure. So what you want to do is begin to really get mindful of these triggers. And you can do that by really building this mindfulness practice, mindfulness and just sitting in the moment or mindfulness in terms of building and developing a meditation practice that will really serve you. And you can also begin to do some deep breathing in these moments of time, take a deep breath in through your nose and into your belly and ask yourself, am I in immediate danger? And if the answer is no, continue breathing and deeply in and out slowly through the nose and focus on this just rise and fall of the belly. I call this your stop, drop and meditate. You really got to be able to just stop in the moment and soothe yourself 
And trust me, this is something that I teach because it's something that I needed to master. I have a very quick trigger in a lot of areas of my life and I teach what I needed to learn. And so this type of breath work, this type of mindfulness and awareness actually helps to begin to um, stimulate your vagus nerve to reverse the fight or flight response. And so when you continue doing this deep breathing for about 15 breaths or maybe five to 10 minutes until you really feel yourself relax into a calmer state, um, that's when this really takes hold and starts working for you. You can use the above techniques to discern between the real threat in your life and one that is in your mind. And then just really truly begin to start a meditation practice, beginning positive self-talk daily, and then finally getting into social situations where you can begin to to develop a strong intuition so that you can stop anxiety right before it even sets in. And when you identify your body experiencing this fight or flight response, you can come back to this deep breathing and it's going to help you significantly. I get it, you guys. Managing anxiety can be very difficult. And this really can play hand in hand with depressive um, symptoms. So it can be difficult, but with these tools that I just gave to you, you're going to learn how to strengthen your intuition. And that I really didn't talk about, but that is your inner guidance system. And it is so important for you to really develop this inner guidance system because it's the truth teller. Your intuition is able to hear, um, you know, that voice of calm that's with whispering within you that you're safe, that you're good, that you're okay, that you're healthy. This is a good person. And it's also there to tell you and give you those moments when something might be real. So take the five steps above, really start developing mindfulness around what might be a false, fake, you know, perceived threat and what might be an actual real threat. And as you begin to develop this awareness, this mindfulness within your own self, you're going to be able to begin to master this anxiety and any sort of stress or depression symptoms that you might be experiencing. So you guys, thank you so much for being here with me today and just sitting with me and learning about this. Now, if this podcast really resonates with you or you know somebody with um, anxiety or depression or some serious stress problems right now in their life, do me a favor and tag them in this um, podcast or share it with them. Just hit share, text it to them, email that to them. However, you can get this to them. Make sure that they hear this because you just never know. You might end up saving somebody's life someday with just simply sharing this because anxiety can be debilitating. Stress and depression can be debilitating. And sometimes it can be just the littlest thing that somebody grabs onto that completely shifts their life. And I just want to encourage you to share this with them. And also, if you have yet to do this, please go ahead and leave an iTunes rating and a review. You can go ahead and just click on the um, 
information below, click on iTunes, go over to the podcast page and just click five stars and then give us a quick review. And I would love to get your rating and review. Um, every now and then I have a podcast rating and review of the week. I'll do that again next week and we'll be sending out a special gift to the next person who gives us a great review. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm grateful for you and I just want to say thank you. All right, take care. Bye-bye.